thank you, friends. And maybe we stand just for a moment. Our kind Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for the privilege that we have of coming before Thy beloved children to pray one for the other as Thou hast commissioned us to do so. We thank Thee for these people that's here tonight, and may Thy blessings rest upon each one. And now, in spite of the heat and the great wave that we're having through the city, we are thankful that the people are coming out to hear this glorious old gospel. It never gets old. It will remain in the ages that is to come. We expect to hear it in glory, how Jesus died for the sinner and healed the sick at his death, resurrected for justification, and has ascended up on high and sent gifts back to man to manifest his love to the world. We thank thee for these gospel truths. We thank thee for man in the world today with fearless hearts who goes and proclaims the full gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Suffering persecution, criticism, or whatever it may be, nothing stops them. Their vision goes on. For it comes from Calvary. And we thank thee for this. And now hide us tonight, Father. We pray that you'll, if there's any loss, save them. Any little indifferent, bring them back to a full knowledge. And if there's any sick, Lord, heal everyone. Get glory out of the service as we commit ourselves to thee. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Be seated. God be merciful to the needy tonight. I have told Brother Baxter, our, my manager, that in time the heat is so great, and after he's already spoken once, there's no need of me speaking anymore, start the prayer line, start praying for the sick. I do appreciate you people coming out in these hot rooms. Just a bit nervous tonight. I've tried to swing my meetings one way or the other so I could get more through the line and things, and it, you get used to this way in a regular routine of different spirit and so forth, and it makes you a little upset when you try to change your program. So I am going to start the prayer line just in a few moments. And whatever Brother Baxter has told you tonight, I don't know. I never know what the brother speaks on or what takes place. My boy comes over here around about 6 o'clock and 7 or whatever it is and gives out prayer cards. He's one room and I'm in another place where we stay. Then some man come last night and got me from somewhere and tonight another man come and got me. They bring me over here. I enter into the door about five minutes before. Then they notify Mr. Baxter that I'm here. They sing only believe and I come up in the room. Just come and start praying for the sick. Now it's to my interest that Jesus Christ is glorified. And that's what I'm here for tonight, is to try my humble way. I only wish I could preach like some of these ministers, like Brother Baxter, Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, some of those outstanding, Jack Schuler, some of those men like that, who are really ministers who preach the gospel. How easy it would be for me to go and preach the gospel sermon, go home, go to bed, and forget it. That isn't it. I got a challenge of every demon that's present to stand before I got critics that's sitting waiting to say one word they know I'd say wrong. It'd lang right on that, hang right on to it, and there it would go. Have to be careful. Therefore, coming under the anointing a few hours before service, I pray 
ask God to help me. I stay in the room till I feel his presence. Coming over, no one speaks a word to me. Never a word spoken unless it's good evening or something till we enter the building. Then next call is up here. Because I don't like to talk to people. If you do, if visions are starting, it starts talking to the people. And I, I, it just weakens me down. Every vision brings me weaker and weaker all the time. That way, friends, it's not, my ministry is not a personal contact to each one. It's to lift up Jesus Christ so everyone can see his presence. Then you look and live, every one of you. Look and believe, that's all it is. In Africa, and different countries where Brother Baxter and I have ministered in the name of the Lord, it's worked marvelous. I've heard people say that after the service is over, they'd see the Lord perform one outstanding thing. Maybe thousands would be healed at the same time. Just literally thousands get up out of chairs and cots and stretchers. See, there's nothing in a man could heal you anyhow. I'm just your brother. I, if there's any way that I could heal someone and would not do it, I'd be a brute at heart to see little suffering children and people with heart trouble and cancer or such things that would kill them right away. Maybe their doctor's done all that they know how to do for them and there's nothing can save their life. They're calling for mercy from God. Life isn't a flower bed of ease for me. I have my critics. But I must. Jesus said I must. Jesus said it all must do that. It's followed him. He had them. And I must have them. But from the very depths of my heart, and God knows the integrity of my heart, I'm only trying my best to do something to help poor suffering humanity. When their last chance is gone as far as the doctor is concerned, to try to help them to be well. When I do get a chance to sleep at night... I can lay down with this thought in my mind. I've done my best. I've done all I know how to do to make life a little more pleasant to my fellow citizens, pilgrims, travelers on the road home to heaven. And I trust that you'll receive it in that manner. I wish to read a little scripture at this time. And I know that my words is the word of a man. This is God's word, the Bible. And all scriptural doctrine must be based upon this word. If it's anything contrary to the word, it's not right. It must come out of the Bible. And no matter who would come to you, prophet, priest, potentate, what, if he speaks contrary to this, it's not right. This is the word. This is the word to the nations. But God has said in the church, prophets, apostles, teachers, evangelists, gifts, and so forth for the edifying of the body. Maybe there'd be something individual with your life that you'd need just a little lift to do something. God has gifts in the church to do that. Some of them are great speakers who can reveal the, the Bible with great forceful speaking. That's one way. Another thing he has is the prophets in the scripture who can interpret the, the meaning of this person, a seer, who sees what this person has done in life. Been perfectly secret to him. Know what was. If he knows what has been in your life, you know whether that's right or not. Surely if he knows what has been in life, if he'd tell you what will be, if the first was right, the second will be right. See, it's got to be. That's the way we accepted the Bible. When Moses wrote the chronology of the, the beginning, the Genesis and so forth, we, we accept what he said knowing it was right from the way the world was laid out. Then we believe that his prophecy that was to come would be right. And we have seen the most of it fulfilled. Now, in there sometimes he has gifts in the church. 
We've made havoc, the church has. Some of them has denied the gifts altogether and put it on another age. Some people has tried to impersonate the gifts and made a disgrace out of it. That still means there's a real genuine gift of God. If there's a bogus dollar, it only shows there's a real dollar it was made off of. If it isn't, the bogus is real. If you pick up a dollar and it's counterfeit, you know that some counterfeiter has looked off of a real dollar to make that. The only way you can tell is take the numbers of it and run it back to the mint and find out whether it's right or not. That's the way when anyone speaks concerning Christ, run it back to the Bible and find out whether it's right or not. That's the final proof. This is the mint. And may the Lord bless you tonight as I try to minister to you in the humble way that I have to try to bring blessings to you and to help you pilgrim travelers on your road to glory. Standing behind the curtain just a few moments ago when my dear beloved brother Baxter spoke and said, how many here tonight that doesn't even have prayer cards and wants to be healed? Hands went up everywhere. My heart sunk. I looked around and I said, my, pray for me. I'm just a bit nervous to see the people wanting to be healed, the press. It's a sick world that we're living in. It's right. But Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, has produced and has purchased your healing at Calvary. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was up on him. And with his stripes, we were healed. It's a finished work. Just like your salvation, if you're a sinner, look up to him tonight and accept your salvation by faith. He doesn't save you tonight. There's not a sinner in the whole city of New York tonight but what's already saved in the kingdom of God. But it'll never do them any good till they accept their salvation. You wasn't saved two years ago or ten years ago or forty years ago. You were saved two thousand years ago or nineteen hundred and something when Jesus died for you. You believe that? That's teaching of the gospel. You were healed back there two thousand years ago when Jesus died at Calvary. You have to accept it tonight. How can you know about your salvation? This is a preacher sent to point you to Calvary where your salvation was purchased. The same as this, but divine healing. How do you know about healing? Unless God does something or sends someone to point you to the finished work of Calvary. And that's what I'm here to do tonight humbly. And the humble way that I have is to point you to what Jesus Christ did for every one of you 1900 and something years ago tonight. In the scripture, we read something of our dear Savior just now. Found in... St. John, the first chapter, beginning with the 44th verse. Listen closely. Listen to our Savior, what he was then. See if he is the same tonight. Now, Philip was of Bethesda, a city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said unto him, can there be any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Philip coming to him. And he said unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answering said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? I shall we pray again. Father, we thank thee tonight for these words. They're touching and inspiring to our hearts to know that this same Jesus that said to Nathanael, I saw you before you come to the meeting. 
you were under a fig tree praying. I saw thee. Nathaniel was ready to receive you at once. And I pray tonight, Father, that you will fulfill your word tonight when you said the things that I do shall you also. And you promised. And the history of the Bible we know repeats. And now we know that we're living at the end time and proclaiming the resurrected Lord Jesus who's been alive and with us for the past 1900 and something years. He's here tonight. And may he do something tonight that'll make the people understand that he still lives and reigns. He has the reign of every heart that'll submit to him. And I pray, Father, that you'll do something special tonight that when we leave here tonight, going to our different homes and places, may we say like those who came from Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us? Or do something special tonight, Father. Speak in a way maybe to some of the newcomers that they have never seen before. Do something for the people. Get glory out of the service. And now, Father, to your pro unprofitable servant, I submit myself to thee. If thou can use me tonight, Father, to help your dear children, I stand ready and waiting. And circumcise their hearts and ears and eyes that what they see, feel, and hear, may it be a lesson to them that thou art here tonight, the same Lord Jesus, and may they accept it upon the basis of faith and believe it as the evidence of his resurrection. For we ask it in his name. Amen. All right, let's see. I believe you give out a hundred cards last night. We called just so many of them. <clears throat> I believe up to, to around first 25 or 40 or something. Let's begin tonight at 50. Who has prayer card 50? I didn't call to 50 last night, did I? He's got to have your arm well before he leaves. He doesn't do that. He always sets your arm. God heals it. Number 52 is left out. Is number five, prayer card number 52? All right, lady. How many have I got? How many? Where's the calling from? 52. 50 to 60. All right. Now, 61. 62. Who's got 61? Would you raise your hand? 61? Stand up quickly so we can hurry. 61? All right. 61, 62, 63. Oh, oh, go more up to 75. Let's take up to 75. Uh, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65. Brother Brandon is anxious that no one should miss their number. That's why he goes over them. Now, we want you to listen carefully and respond quickly because there are hundreds of people here waiting. So up to 75 now, from 60 to 75, come away quickly. Let's see if we got some more. What, whenever we get some more room in the car, is that enough right now? What it is, friends, in my office at home, I give this kickback all the time to say, Brother Branham, I was sitting there. I was dead. My number was called. They told me too late. Well, man, I couldn't get up. I couldn't even raise my hands. Look at one another's cards and see if they got any of those numbers in there. They have to stand them on up. Some of them said, I couldn't even speak English. 
and no one told me. Look at your neighbor's card and see if they're, when their number's called, bring them on up. For that's, that's the way we, we're supposed to do this. And then, but see, then it's not my fault. I, I call the numbers, and, and but I can't help it. When they, but you really don't, if you just have faith, that's all you need. It's faith in God. That's all you have to have. All right, we'll see if they got the, uh, all righty. All right, now we'll see what, if our Lord, if our sister on the organ, if the organ is there, if you would, sister dear, would you, uh, a kind of card, lowly, um, abide with me or something on that order, if you please, if you please. Now I'm going to ask each one in here, from the depths of our heart, that you'll be reverent, I know it's very hot, but you see, friends, you may not understand this. How many sure for that never seen one of my meetings before? Let's see your hands go up anywhere in the building. See, see, almost half the audience never seen a meeting before. Now, when Jesus was here, he didn't claim to be a great healer or something, did he? No. Here's what he said in Saint John five nineteen: I do nothing in myself. I only do what the Father shows me to do. That doeth the Son likewise. Is that scripture? And he said he done nothing else. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what I see the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. For the Father showeth the Son what he doeth. The Father worketh, and I worketh hitherto. Now, Jesus said, These things that I do shall you also. Is that right? He said, A little while, and the world won't see me no more. Yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Now, Jesus is the one who's done everything for you. There's nothing I could do or no one else. Jesus has already did it. Now, you just have to look at him and believe it. And I'm going to ask you to be just as reverent as you can. Of course, when visions come, after one or two, I become subconscious. Not knowing where I am or what's going on. They tell me about it. I never know what happens in the meeting. They tell me after the meeting, when they pick it up on the... See that bunch of tape recorders there? If you want to find out what's taking place, just ask them. That's worth every bit. Write down every word that's said. And you watch closely what he tells you. Don't move around. And if any time I'd have to call your attention, be reverent, be quiet, bow your head, do just what he tells you to do, no matter what it is. And here's the whole secret of all. Yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit. It's the only thing it is. You're born for certain things, and then you just yield yourself. It's like having a dream, only you're not asleep. Your conscience is right by your subconscious. You break from one to the other. You're not asleep. You're wide awake. And yet you see vision. The Lord bless you now. And if the brethren will, bring the lady. Now in the prayer line, to you that's back in the rooms, it's lined up. If you do not with all your heart believe, don't you come in the prayer line. If you have sin that you don't want called out publicly, you better confess it before coming to the prayer line. For it'll be, it'll be made known. So you uh, pray. Have faith. When you come up here, just stand still. I may ask you, if I ask you anything, then you speak back. If I don't ask you, it's him talking. It's not me then. Don't do it. You break the vision. Just let him get through talking. Then you hear me again. I be reverent. Now to the audience out there, here's the lady who stands here before me, just this perfect stranger. I suppose we're strangers to each other. I have never seen her in my life, know nothing about her. God knows that. 
Now, if, if Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, as we believe he has, what if he was standing here now? Now, he said we'd do the same thing he would. If she, she's here trying to, to get something, whatever it is, he would know about it if God would show him. Is that right? And he would, uh, not only her, but he'd know you out there in the audience. If your faith comes to a place that could touch the hem of his garment like the woman did, as to say that, it would be the same. Now, the woman is perhaps here for some cause, or she wouldn't be up here in a prayer line. A few minutes ago, she's probably given her hour ago or so, she's given a prayer card. It just happened to be that she was called up here in, in, the, in the prayer line. Now, if there's anything in that woman's life, or anything that she wants, anything she desires, or maybe it's sickness, maybe it's financial, maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe she's got someone that's gone, or I don't know. But she's just coming to me tonight for some purpose. If Jesus is here in person, in flesh, he is here in flesh, but it's in your flesh. As we yield ourselves to him, our self dies out and Jesus takes up. Now, he could tell her what her troubles was. Is that right? That's what he did in the Bible. Then if he does and will reproduce himself, just like he did to Nathaniel here, when he said he saw him before he come to the service, what he did, and... Will you all believe on him with all your heart? Just everyone in here believe on him with all your heart. Thank you. Now, may he bless you. Now, being the first patient, I might talk to the woman just a minute like our Lord did the woman at the well. He talked to her long enough till he caught her spirit. Then he knew where her trouble was. Now, the same thing. If Jesus was ta- here talking to her, talking to you tonight, sister, now... I just want to speak with you a moment in order. You're just, you're a woman, I'm a man. That's, that's all we know, standing here. And we are perhaps born years apart, miles apart, and first time of every meeting in life. Now when our master, our Lord, met a woman at the well, he began to talk to her for a few moments. Did you ever think, wonder why he talked to her? I believe he was trying to contact her spirit. And when he found where her trouble was, he told her where her trouble was. And she said immediately, I perceive that thou art a prophet. And we know when Messiah comes that he'll tell us these things. That's Jesus. But she didn't know where he got it, said he was a prophet. And she ran into the city and said, come see a man who told me what she had done. Now, if he is alive tonight, not dead in the grave, but alive tonight, resurrected and living in his church, he's obligated to his word. And then, if I've made a confession and said that he told me these things by witness of an angel, which has been confirmed around the world, then I believe he'll talk with us, do you believe? And if he would tell me something about you, that you know I know nothing of you, would you accept then him and believe that you're standing in his presence? Now, there's the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every person in here under my control for the glory of God. I want you to look on me just a minute. Are you aware that something's going on? Now so the audience will know that something changed just the last moment here. Raise up your hand so that they'll see. Yes. 
That's a feeling like sweet, humble. You know it's something besides your breath, or isn't it? Now, your attitude towards that will determine what it is. You are a believer. You're a believer, a Christian woman. And you're, now you're moving out from before me. You are, you got something, it's in your blood. It's a bloodstream condition. It's kind of, you needing uh, shots like insulin. It's diabetes. You have diabetes. You got diabetes. And I see you're, you're extremely nervous. You pace a whole lot and drop things and things. It's a real nervous condition. You're, and you're, I see you've been in a, a, a doctor's office or something. They give you an examination. And I see it's, it's up around the head here. It's, uh, he's, it's said, he's got another doctor, kind of a strong looking man. And he says it's got a tumor on the brain. And it's pushing against the optical nerve, which is running you blind. And those things are true. Now, that wasn't me. That was him. You believe it now? You believe he's anointing? Then he said, these signs shall follow them and believe. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Now, Father God, as thy spirit here to reveal... Thou hast said the very secret of the hearts of the people. Make known their deeds. I pray with my hands laid on our sister that you will condemn the sickness or the disease of her body or whatever it was that thou hast told to her and may she go from here tonight and be made well for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name I do this act. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing. How happy. Thanking God for your healing. You believe on the Lord now with all your heart? Now you out there without prayer cards, it, can't, it won't be called up in the line. I want you to look this way and believe with all your heart. Say, Lord, let your servant talk to me and tell me what's my trouble or something or another about me. I'll believe you with all my heart. Now you do that and see what he will say. How do you do, sir? Uh, supposedly you and I are strangers to each other, sir. We do not know one another. Only God knows us both. He's known you since you was, before you were born, before the world began. He knew you and knew that you would stand here tonight. God knew that. He's fed you all the food you ever eat. And we're perfect strangers to each other. Do you believe that you're in His presence, not your brother? but into His presence. you believe that He's able to tell me what you're here for or something or another that would, would help you? A man is going from me. Years ago, your trouble started. You probably look 15 years or more younger than what you are now. It's a nervous condition. You've been bothered with a nerve trouble. I see you can't sleep. You're up pacing around, restless. It's a nerve cause. You don't know what it is. Doctors can't locate what it is. They don't know what it is. But here's what it is. As a child, you was playing near a cellar steps. And you got, you fell. 
and it's put a, a vertebrae that's slightly out in the back, there is your trouble. I hear you're, you didn't come from this city. You come from another city where there's a river or something run. It's, it's New Jersey, Camden, New Jersey. Your name is Frank. They call you Frank. Sack. Is that You're healed, sir. Your faith has made you well. Would you bring your patience? Lady, do you believe with all your heart sitting there? Right there with bowing your head looking at me with a little green dress on there? Yes. You. Stand up. Oh, the little lady right here behind you, Sister Brown. That light hangs over you. You have an eczema breaking out. You believe Jesus Christ heals you now? You accept your healing? God bless you. Go home. You're going to get over it now. God's going to make you well. God bless you. How do you do? Excuse me. Now, be be reverent. Only believe. Have faith in God. Now, I want you to believe whatever is said. Now, you accept your healing right where you are. Look this way, lady. Now, oh, the lady can't speak English. You're here to interpret for her. I will look at her. Tell her, I said, look on me. I am a stranger to you. But God knows you. You are a believer. You're from the, the Baltics. You are here for, not for yourself. You are here for a a loved one, which is a husband. That husband has ulcers. He's in a building. It's a hospital. You're living here now, like White Plains or somewhere, White Plains, New York. That's where you're from. You also want healing. You got arthritis. She's going to find her husband's going to get well, and you are healed of the arthritis. Go on your road rejoicing. Jesus Christ makes you whole through his blessed power. Amen. Amen. Do not fear. Have faith in God. Just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. Holy Spirit's moving in the audience. We go deep just now. Just a minute. Give me just a little bit of time. This is the first one. How do you do? We are strangers to each other. 
We do not know each other. God knows us both. You believe that? A little colored lady sitting right there at the end had just been praying the last few minutes that God would heal her with that tumor. He did do it, lady. You don't have any prayer card, do you? So you can stand up now. Your tumor is gone. Jesus Christ has healed you. Amen. Us being strangers to one another... The Lord knows what you're here for, doesn't he? I see you being moved into some kind of a building with a sheet over you. It was a hospital. And you went out on an operation in recent years. And they cut into you for inward trouble. And they cut you, tore you all up. You're suffering now with a stomach trouble. And also... You got where they operated, they made a mistake, and it's broke through, and you got a rupture in the place where it was at. That is the truth. Do you believe that that comes, that resource of knowing that come from the Lord Jesus Christ? If you do and accept it so, surely he who stands here, who takes a man like myself and knows those things, you accept it to be Jesus Christ? Then he said this, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do you believe it? Then I lay my hands upon thee, my sister, and condemn the disease of your body, and say, Satan, leave her in the name of Jesus Christ. May she be made well. Amen. God bless you. The Lord Jesus Christ be with you. How do you do, sir? I suppose that you and I are strangers to each other. We don't know one another. This is our first meeting time. But there's somebody who is present now who knows both of us. That's His Majesty that we'll stand in His presence at the day of the judgment to give an account for everything that's in our lives. You're suffering with a trouble in your eyes. And you also have a stomach trouble. That stomach trouble is the same cause of your eyes. It's a nervous trouble. Astigmatism for one thing, and another thing is a peptic condition in the stomach, making you the peptic ulcer in your stomach. You can't eat very well, and it causes you to smother and everything after eating sensitive on your teeth. Also, you're, you got a loved one. It's a woman, and you're interested in her. She's a, she's a, a, she's a sister-in-law, and she's in an institution. A mental institution. You are a minister. You was coming to this meeting last night and had to preach the reason you didn't come. Go and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall have what you ask for. You believe me? In the name of Jesus, the Son of God, I bless this my brother for his healing. Amen. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Just a moment. Stop weeping, sister. He heard your prayer. Right over there, with sitting there with your hands folded, the lady looking at me, sitting next to the end. 
little red hat on. Yes, lady, you with your hands. You've been suffering. There stands, looks like any human being can see that light moving over the lady. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. You were sitting there praying that I would call you. If that's right, wave your handkerchief back and forth. You're suffering with a nervous trouble. Or you did have it. It's been the cause by the lifetime that you're in, the menopause. It's going to leave you, and you're going to be well. It turns light around you. You're going to be well. Jesus Christ makes you well. How do you do, lady? Suppose we're strangers one to the other. Perfect example of where our Lord Jesus Christ came here on earth. He talked to a woman at the well, which was a Samaritan. And him being a Jew, just difference in race. And he let them know right quick there was no difference in the races. God sought such would worship him in spirit and in truth. Tonight you being a colored woman and me a white man standing here together brings the same thing back face to face again. Baxter, it's over you just saying. Sir, the second man there, been having epilepsy. You accept your healing now? You don't have a prayer card. There's no way I guess for you to get in the line. You don't need a prayer card. You've already got on you what it takes if you'll accept it. How did your faith touch me here? That demon of epilepsy will leave you if you'll believe it. Have faith in God and don't doubt. Fallen bladder will also be corrected, sister, if you believe it with all your heart. Jesus Christ will make you well. God bless you. You believe it? Yes, or stand up on your feet and then accept it. God bless you. Go home now and be made well. got a girl. The girl's hidden from me, my natural sight. But at this time, there's someone looking through my eyes who's not me. That growth is on your breast, and it's on the right breast. That's right. It's a tumor. Come here. O oh Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, let thy blessings be known this night. Bring peace to the woman and may the demon leave her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. Go rejoicing, being happy. You believe? I'm getting real weak. You believe? Yes. 
You want to get over the heart trouble? Believe that God's going to make you well? Raise up your hand and say, I accept it. Let every other person in the building who's got heart trouble stand up on your feet right now and be healed just at this time. Lord Jesus, I pray with all my heart the prayer of faith for heart trouble. Satan, you're exposed. Come out of these people in the name of Jesus Christ. May they each be healed. God bless you. Go on your road and be made well. You believe, sister, with all your heart? In the name of the Lord Jesus, may she be healed for God's glory. Amen. Lord God, bless this man who I bless in thy name. May thy spirit come upon him now, and may he be made well for Jesus' sake. Grant these kind blessings, my heavenly Father, as I ask for your glory. In his name, amen. Leave your eyes and be made well. Lord God, creator of heavens and earth, bless this woman who I bless in thy name. And may the power of Almighty God come upon her and may she be made well. Amen. I am not reading that woman's mind. Stop thinking that. Put your hand over on me, lady. You believe me to be God's servant? The lady. You believe that what I ask God, God will give it? Yes. You believe if I, if God will show me out here not looking at you, what's wrong with you? Will you accept your healing? Yes. You can go home, eat your supper, then your stomach trouble left you just then. You can go. God bless you. Go eat your... It's not reading the mind. It's the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's here to make well. All right. You have faith and believe with all your heart. You believe, lady? In the name of the Lord Jesus, may our sister be made well. Amen. Go thanking God and rejoicing. You have to believe, sister, if you live with that, you know that. You believe that he's going to make you well. In the name of Jesus Christ, I condemn this demon that's binding our sister. For it to leave her through Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go believing. You believe, sister, with all your heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you be made well. Amen. God bless you, sister. You believe, sir, with all your heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, go be made well. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, may our brother be made well. Can we get the audience just a minute? Friends, I, I can't see you no more. You become a blur to me now. But I want everybody to, to raise up at this time and accept your healing in Jesus Christ. Father, you're here, the Lord Jesus. My strength is gone, Lord, but thou art here. And now I condemn every demon that's in the building, every sickness that it leaves the sick, these handkerchiefs. And God, I pray that you'll heal them, everyone. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask for their healing. Amen.